<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dates and Disturb. Live! Okay. Ah! Welcome back to another episode of Dates and Disturbed, a show where we talk about all the horrors of the universe and the thing that makes our heads go fuzzy. Welcome to the new year of 20. I hit the mic. Welcome to the new year of 2021. You'd be nice to your microphone if Have I did do shit to you. Yeah, we started. Yeah, we, we started like when we were. Ah! I'm so glad to see all of you back here today with us. And I have guests that came back today. Van Lay, that soggy sandwich is back. What's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? And then we have another guest who we haven't heard from in a long while. Nicole is here. Hello. How, Hi. How, how's, how have you been, Nicole? My throat hurts because of the singing that we were just doing. Now I'm trying to clear my throat so I can speak clearly. <laughs> Get some water. I do. I need some. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So, well, I have not informed our guests of what our topic was today. I just wanted them to react live to it. Live! live! <laughs> Uh, New York. <laughs> on today's episode, we are going to bring you into the mind of a respectable professional educator. Someone that teachers today should look up to as the golden standard of how to be an outstanding role model for the youth today. No more of that TikTok or that Instagram stuff or even those Twitch channel thingies. Also okay, follow our, boomer. Also follow okay, our Twitch streams at days and underscore and is underscore disturbed. That's our Twitch stream. Please, please join us. <laughs> we, we 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 all play games and we all have fun and uh and and van lay's actually kind of a dick on there no it's because uh danny's toxic as fuck it's fine anyways <laughs> anyways so this is just some good old-fashioned nightmare fuel for the kids to make them piss their pants till the age of 40 we're going to cover the topic of miss penny nickel her name is penny nickel yes and now a little she was a piece of shit why are you saying she's like she's like good it's called sarcasm, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh. I'm sorry, I, you're, you, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen <laughs> you in a long I while. Been here. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't be mean to you. This it's literally like... her first day on the job. This is literally my first day. Okay, well, I'm Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, I'm gonna be really mean <laughs> oh, to you, <laughs> and I'm gonna bully you into quitting. I'm gonna bully you into quitting, and I'm gonna get the next intern. I'm just gonna shove a baguette up their ass. Anyways, damn, that shit hurts, bro. Now a Rusty. little bit. <laughs> A little bit about Miss Penny Nickel. So Miss Miss is a real name. Yeah, that's her. I'm pretty sure that's why she tortured kids. <laughs> probably, yeah. All right. Well, people get mad because they'd probably call her Mrs. Pumpernickel by accident. She'd be like, "The fuck did you call me? It's call me Miss Penny Nickel." <laughs> so, uh, Miss Mary Penny Nickel. Miss Mary Penny Dime. Miss Mary Mac. Miss Penny Quarter Nickel. Miss Mary Quarter Penny. Essentially, this woman was a wonderful, a very wonderful woman, usually a very quiet person out in the streets uh, until the voices started acting up. Put a freak in the sheets. Voices in my head again. (laughs) uh, She had a firm hand in the education system that we desperately needed. A person that a person who believed that kids need to face the realities of the world by telling them stories that would make the Grimm brothers shit their pants. You guys know who the Grimm brothers are, right? Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know those guys. Yeah, they're they're my homies. Um, Mrs. Mary Pennyneckle definitely helped shape a few kids' future by treating them horribly and pretty much torturing these kids who are from the ages of what are fourth graders or fifth graders are like 
seven, eight? No, you're like eight in like third grade. So they're like between like nine and 11. So she tortured it in nine and 11 years. Nine 11 conspiracy (laughs) was an inside job. (laughs) Investigate 311. (laughs) Shitty band. No, I just watched, uh, I just watched the Eric Andre thing. (laughs) So So it makes sense. Um, And I mean, she did torture them because it was a different time. This is when teachers used to be able to beat the shit out of the kids and make them wear a dunce hat while they do it. And um, I just learned this, that in some states, it is still constitutional law that teachers can still beat the shit out of kids in 2021. Yeah, I beat the shit out of my class every day. You're a teacher? Yeah, that's, why I'm, that's actually the reason I'm going for my teaching credential, because some states still allow it. So I'm- I, gotta, I gotta beat the shit out of them. Well, Sorry. if you are people from... Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, or Mississippi. I feel really bad for you guys. Yeah, me too. Must suck to live in those states. Yeah, dude. You don't got (laughs) you don't got in and out. Wait, those are the states that you can beat your students? Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, we have a friend who's a teacher in one of those states. I'm gonna tell them that information later. Really? Wow. That's how do you know they're not already beating their students? <laughs> verify that information with them later. Anyway, this lady was so horribly cool that she actually wrote stories for these kids because she loved telling these stories. These kids. OK, well, because she loved telling these stories to these kids at such an, a young and impressionable age, it led to thoughts of. It led to them feeling and thinking a lot of, well, let me see that in my list here. Okay, was she so here, like, once upon a time, there was a little bitch who peed their pants no, in I, class and then they died. The <laughs> end. They pissed their pants because they you, were pissed. Honestly, you're not far off. I will, oh, okay. it, it, I'll get there. I'll, I'll get there. This is why I'm getting my credentials. It comes naturally to me. <laughs> so some of these kids suffered from, here's my list. Uh, Paranoia, schizophrenia, depression, suicidal tendencies, actual suicide, homicidal tendencies, promiscuity at an adolescent age, and rabies. In one case. That was in one case. <laughs> what are you I laughing at? I think a couple of those might have been a stretch. I don't think that they had rabies. <laughs> they, had cro- they had chronic rabies, okay? <laughs> Daniel, stop spreading fake news. <laughs> um, <laughs> Traumatic and- childhoods cause rabies. New studies show. <laughs> I better go get vaccinated. Um, <laughs> you got to go to school, nurse. You're going to get rabies. Vaccination. Uh, after these, uh, so after she turned the eight, actually, this was a little, this is a little, a long while later after she was done teaching, she actually murdered her husband, Richard Heads, and committed suicide. At Wait, the why didn't she change her last name? Why didn't she change her last name to Heads? That's so much better than Penny Nickel. Yes. Seriously, uh, man, I'm not the one. Maybe it was a different time where, like, I want my own last name. You know, it was it was maybe during the women women's rights movement. I don't I don't know when she was alive, so maybe she was like, I want my last name on the paper. I, I want, want the divorce. Pumper nickel. I want penny nickel. <laughs> pumper nickel. Got it. What? I've never even had pumper nickel bread. The fuck is that shit? It's I've like heard of brown, it. Brown. I think it's like brown. It tastes is it, brown. I'm good is it Google. the same as rye? Uh, I, I don't even know what pumper nickel is. Uh, Wheat is brown. Wheat bread. Yeah, it's coarsely ground whole grain rye bread. Oh, that sounds not. That it's bad. a slightly sweeter rye bread. Okay, I could go for some pumpernickel. Okay, sorry. After she murdered her husband Richard Heads and committed suicide at the ripe age of sixty-nine. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> all- <laughs> the 
right age of 69. I can't wait to be, I can't wait to be a ripe 69 year old. (laughs) Fuck. Someone found her old stories and published them into a few separate works. And I actually have them in front of me today. So that's very sweet of them. And before we go into it, do you guys have anything to say? Uh, I already said. (laughs) Do you guys want to hear something funny? Uh, Yeah, always. Uh, This is actually about Mrs. Pennynickel. Mrs. Mary Pennynickel. I'm sorry. I I meant to be proper with her. Many pickle? (laughs) Mrs. Many Penny. Subscribe to my many pickle. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. Um, so yeah, the funny thing about her is that she actually Ms. doesn't Periwinkle? Exist. Shut the fuck up, you fucking fool. <laughs> uh, um, she doesn't actually exist. Nor do the kids, and nor does uh, her ha- husband Richard Heads. See, I didn't think so because it just didn't sound real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm pretty sure this existed, but I'm pretty sure they've never published anything about somebody who's tortured did you get this off reddit no i I, this is these are uh real these are real stories written by a guy named um james DeSalvo. totally legit reddit user 29 (laughs) james DeSalvo, uh jungle gym 2500 jungle gym who is jungle gym (laughs) also richard heads it's it's supposed to be you guys your dickheads kidding me right now did you just what the fuck is wrong with uh, but just the tip just the tip <laughs> so no head just so so no richard heads so no <laughs> this story was actually written by a man named james DeSalvo, a special education teacher who is actually a part-time writer and a part-time actor so he He's... was a special education teacher that wrote about torturing students i don't think he should have no no i made that part up anymore. i know no, i made that part up that, that was me anyone can get be a teacher these days they just let anybody in if you're a, con- if a convicted murderer if you're a convicted child pedophile child molester sorry child pedophile child pedophile <laughs> <laughs> i knew i was a pedophile since the age of three <laughs> you're an underage pedophile <laughs> <That's horrible. laughs> I just want to say that I'm not a pedophile. No, you know you're not. That no. was a character bit. Van Lay, Van Lay detests kids, so you're. I fucking hate children. Just the opposite of a pedophile. I can't uh, wait. I can't wait for the the most beautiful day when I get my tubes tied. He self-published these books that you can actually buy from Amazon today, and I got mine from a friend, so that was that was really nice of them. Um, yes. uh, just a real quick thing, a little bit about the author before we get started is that he wrote a book called Connie Cobbler, Toy Detective, which such a, which is a famous, which is a story that about a famous toy that wanted to get out of the show business after the tragedy of her friend. And then she becomes like a hard-boiled detective. And this, this Damn, story was- I missed this Toy Story movie. She's a Fuck. toy though? Yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of like is this, Toy Story. It is kind of like Toy, toy Story. Toy Story 5? I guess. I mean, with, with uh, Connie Cobbler themselves, herself, it is a her. Cool. I feel like Connie Cobbler and Little Bo Peep would like pair up and like, and like scissor or something. <laughs> rule forty nine, rule forty two. What is it called? I'm kicked from this. <laughs> uh, well, essentially, I mean, basically, that story didn't take off. And during a dinner, I with, wonder why it sounded so riveting. His during a dinner with his wife and his, their friend, they were saying that it wasn't kid friendly enough. So he kind of got pissed at that, and he's and as a big fuck you, he went into his room and he's and he just started writing a story. And his first story was The Three Little Bunnies, which is a a story that is just violent and 
it's it's supposed is it to like rhyme. happy tree friends the book it sounds yeah nice. yeah yeah yeah. but it's like written in like a nursery rhyme kind of way like the the humpty dumpty kind of way you Little know miss muffet sat on her tuffet and fucked it like and that. died <laughs> and fucked it and died so <laughs> uh yeah. basically yeah he came up with this idea on the spot when he was writing about mrs penny nickel mrs <laughs> Yeah, no, her, her, their, the character's name is Miss Penny Nickel, and they are supposed to be like a terrible teacher, but all of the stuff that I said before was just made up. Mm. And the, his first story that got more popular than uh, Connie Cobbler. I don't know what's real anymore. What's I don't not. know either. Garbage. I should have did this in April. I should have done this on like uh, April 1st, and this, it would have been way better to hear oh, you guys the being world like, was there. Three fuck it, months. if the world hasn't ended by then, go for it. <laughs> oh hey yeah well everyone happy 2021 we're 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 still alive yay so the first story of his publishing no jinx it knock on wood <laughs> his first story was called the tales of tormented tales of torment for toddlers <laughs> it, yeah that was his first story and unfortunately i don't own that story but i do own his later two books um fairy tales of foreboding and hellish horrors of history which now is the time where i get into it and read you the stories Oh, I'd love to be read too. Yeah. Oh, you're so, you're so, you're so, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read you two guys, two stories from the fur, from fairy tales of foreboding. And then let's just talk about it real quick. And then sure. I'll get into hellish horrors. Sound cool? Van yeah, Lee? Oh, sound cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you, BB. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the first story is called Hansel und Gretel. Und. Hansel. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh. Okay, so this basically the, the story starts off at the end where Hansel and Gretel like throw the witch in the oven. This story, at least. So here we go. Then Hansel and Gretel push the witch in the oven for nevermore. Would she join her black coven? Hansel and Gretel were hungry and in a bad mood. You've been fattened up, said Gretel, but I still need more food. This house is too barren. This house is too sweet. What I really want is a big slab of meat. Hansel told Hansel looked through the house. Then he got a big grin. He opened the oven and then said, dig in. What horror, she shrieked. Still, her stomach was hollow. Hansel gave her a slice. Just give her a just have a swallow. Oh, just have one swallow. I can't read. I don't know why I, I, I chose to do another reading episode. I can't read for shit. <clears throat> the flesh tasted fine. The witch. I feel like it's, this is just like. Yes. We're all. This podcast is just us watching your progression of learning to read. <laughs> I, I, no, I, 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 I. When I made the promo for this show, I was just like, hey, I'm going to learn a lot of things about horror and weed. I still have to get to weed. And like you no, know, no, the, the, no. The, you you meant to say horror and reading. Read. <laughs> no, I told everyone horror like and read. <laughs> Wait, fuck. Where did I start? Where was the last thing I said? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me try I that last. Swallow the meat. Okay, so Hansel gave her a slice. Just have one swallow. The flesh tasted fine. The witch made a great meal. Some of these don't rhyme. It was great revenge. No remorse they would they feel. They rested a while and closed their eyes. Their tired eyes. When they woke up. They had quite a surprise. Their bodies did tingle. Their heart went hither and fro. Their heads went dizzy. They didn't, they did, then did they know. 
The dark arts the witch played, the secrets she knew, filled Hansel and Gretel. Black thoughts her flesh flesh did imbue. Their horrible parents left them to die. She said, I bet they taste, I bet they are tasty. Let's give them a try. They walked from the cottage, hand over hand, still licking their lips from the flesh that was grand. They went, they wanted desserts. They wanted something sweet. They turned to the house. A different sight did they greet. The house wasn't candy. It was made of old skin of all the children who always went in. Three honey, three honeys. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, sexies. (laughs) Three bunnies hopped by. They looked quite delicious. Hansel saw the look in their eyes and they grew very suspicious. Come, my dear sister, let's find our way home. Gretel thought of recipes as her mouth started to foam. She's got rabies. <laughs> Rainy baby. <laughs> uh, do you think they still loved us? Asked Gretel with a smile. I can't wait to find out, said he. It's only a mile. Within a half hour at the crack of the day, they came to their house, hoping to stay. They knocked on the door. They snuck into the house. Be very quiet, whispered Hansel. Be as still as a mouse. Hansel and Gloretel climbed up the stairs. Did you say, is her name Gretel or Gloretel? I'm sorry. I, I was, I, my lisp was coming back. My oh, like, okay, little like. Okay, okay. I'm, I wasn't making fun of you. I just, I was genuinely confused for a minute. No, it's, it's just my, my tongue twisting okay. tongue. Okay, you go on. No, I'm not shaming you. To their parents' room, their folks didn't know that they'd soon meet their doom. Mother and father, the kids whispered, oh, please do wake up. Hansel and Gretel licked their lips. They could not wait to sup. Mother and father did wake up <laughs> to an unwelcome surprise. They both felt fear, but continued their guise. Oh, children, cried mother. Thank God you're alive. Gretel cut off mom's finger. Now you've got less than five. Mother screamed in pain. Father yelled, it's not my fault. Hansel decided to kill them and cure their, fre- cure their flesh with some salt. Hansel and Gretel enjoyed their good morning meal. This meat, said Gretel, is softer than veal. Parents, don't leave your children to die. It's not nice. But one day, because one day they'll cook you and serve you with cabbage and rice. The end. Wow, I need to get hooked on phonics. Woo! No, you did great. Yeah, I mean, I messed up a few times, but hopefully the editor can uh, fix that and make me sound, oh, so sexy and delicious. Uh, All right, what did you guys think? Uh, uh, cooked cabbage is so gross. Wait, a lot of Chinese food has it, too. It's not that bad. It's just kind of, like, wet and floppy. You're really selling it. It's delicious to me. <laughs> I love I, wet I, and floppy. Just like Nicole. All, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, so what did you guys think of the story? I think saying that it causes schizophrenia and rabies is a bit of a stretch, but whatever. It's just my opinion. I mean, imagine you were like a, I'm just going to make it like a lot, uh, a lot. I'm going to make you a first grader. Imagine you hear that story in first grade. You're like, oh my God, what am I watching? I mean, yeah, as a first grader, I'd probably be disturbed, but as an adult, I just think it's very silly. Honestly, as a first grader, I probably would have tuned out and not even heard the full story. It wouldn't have affected me at all. You just like look outside and watching like the birds fly away. You're like, yeah, I'm like playing with like (laughs) 
doing like the pencil flips on my desk and shit or like do like like play with my tech deck dude (laughs) hell yeah you're reading like the scholastic uh the scholastic like like prints and stuff like that shut the fuck up i'm trying to read animorphs animorphs (laughs) i want to be the frog i want to be the frog (laughs) um well did you like the story at least no got it okay i thought it was fine i don't they talk a lot about like swallowing meat which i thought was like kind of they're kids Billy, people put you know? p- kids put things in their mouths all the time not in the sexual way and like a real like an actual like i put a marble in my mouth and i swallow pennies yeah I, and i get you i get you all right well i guess nothing get- like a good old marble in the mouth <laughs> start your day off right <laughs> suck on a marble <laughs> put a marble up your nose and shit <laughs> you gotta i, Dude, that's I gonna never be, that's I never gonna be did. my next my next body mod Putting Marbles a marble up, up your, your nose. nose. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> There's a guy in Cyberpunk 2077 that literally has a grenade for a nose. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's stupid. It is. I can't wait to buy the game. All right, well, let's move on. So the next story is a very famous one called Cinderella. All right, here we go. Excuse me, I'm going to clear my throat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm positive. I'm going to see the audio later and all of it's just going to be super clipped of us just screaming sure. our heads off. I'm Hell sure. yeah. But I it'll hope, be a great episode. I, ha- I hope yeah. the editor like, understands that we were just having fun. So We bet you would laugh. I, lol, here for I, the 20 lols. bucks he doesn't listen. I'm just like, hey dude, can you cut this part out? Cut this part out. Do this part. Do this part. He's like, you got it, foe. Alright. Cinderella. Cinderella did wish she could go to the dance, but she as was... a fish. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> All right, uh, Cinderella did wish it's she reverse could go to the Little dance, Mermaid, but she was chained she to the stove. She wants to be a fish instead of a princess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've Uh-oh. seen the movie. I know how this works. Oh, um, actually, we're gonna take a quick commercial break because, uh, oh. uh, yeah. So. We'll be right back from our sponsors. <clears throat> Insert Whoa. awkward silence here because we don't have any sponsors. Oh, we do. Trust me. Watch this. Hey, look at you. You did tell everyone that you were doing a new you for the new year, and you weren't kidding. Something just seems to be missing. Oh, I know what it is. You just need some new threads. Well, I know a place that has some awesome looking clothes. Can I recommend you check out Hardcore Forever Clothing? They have some rad looking apparel for everyone. I love the designs so much, I might actually get one tattooed on me. That's a true story, by the way. And if you use the code dazed and disturbed, no spaces, you'll get 10% off your entire order. So head over to hardcoreforevershop.com and go pick up your next jacket, shirt, pants. They got some nice sweats over there. Hats, shoes. They got everything. They just don't sell babies or lungs. Or blood. Anyways, did I already tell you that you looked really, really good? 
Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to our sponsor. They're so nice. They sound very, they sound very delicious. They look so ravishing. They, oh, I'm rubbing my nipples to them. Ooh. Ooh. I don't even know what the sponsor was. I don't even have nipples. I don't know. I don't know. No nipples. No nip, no nip van lay. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, back to it. What? We're going to cover the story of Cinderella oh. by Miss Mary Pennynickel. Miss Mary Puppernickel. All right. Miss Mary Periwinkle. <laughs> all right. Miss Mary Pretty Piggle. You done? Yes. We're <laughs> I heard, the, I heard the, the little breath of like, we're waiting are you done? For you. All right, cool. <laughs> Cinderella did wish she could go to the dance, but she was chained to the stove and had a nary chance. She clawed and she pried at her cast iron shackles, her cries heard by naught, then up went her hackles. The air grew quite still, it was frigid and stale, then rose up from the floorboards a figure obese and pale. Cinderella stammered and gasped at the woman so round said the round town figure round rotund a rotund figure yeah, rotund. cinderella up from the ground rotund mean thick she got thick <laughs> with thick thighs Ooh, she got a fat pussy okay cinderella did stand as she was advised now said the woman here's the plan i've devised who are you gasped cinderella i'm your fairy godmother we haven't much time the fairy godmother Re- release the fair maiden. Let's clean off your grime. And by grime, she means clean up your pussy. It stinks. Uh, the fairy godmother <laughs> told the fairy godmother told her parent told her the plan for the night. A princess you'll be to all others in sight. With a wave of her wand, fair maiden, no longer a mess, in a gown and glass slippers. God- godmother said, "I have to confess." Child, you listen, leave at 12 of the clock or you'll be stuck with this family forever. You, they will mock. With a wave of their wand, Cinderella was at the ball. She saw her stepfamily as her flesh started to crawl. A touch on her hand, a prince stood at her side. I've not had the honor, said he as her smile grew wide. Would you dance with me, please? They took to the floor. They whirled and they twirled until they could have moved no more. Your name, pray I ask? He asked at the clock it did chime. She wanted to tell him, but it was a lack in time. Excuse me, I got to clear my throat. <clears throat> there we go. She ran into the night, but lo- lost one glass shoe. The prince picked it up. I will find you and woo. The days turned to weeks. His great love he'd not found. He almost gave up, but gave one last round. He found the right home and told of his plan. The stepdaughters preened and prepared. They ran over, then ran over they ran. Let me try it on, said the ugliest one. Her feet were too small. The prince did still, did she shun. He tried the next daughter, her feet large as a carriage but she cut off her toes. The shoe guaranteed marriage. The shoe fit her foot. The prince left with his bride. She moved into the castle, her clan at her side. 
Cinderella came to, to be but a maiden. She was mad at this life as her eyes grew dark by a shade. She picked up a knife to hunt down her stepsister. Cinderella found her at last and stabbed, but just missed her. He was to be mine, but I still clean and I toil. Her sister had her carried away and cooked in hot oil. Oh. Now, my dear students, pay close attention. You can hope for the best, but you won't leave your situation. Oh, you won't leave your station. Sorry, I, I, I dyslexia. You know how it, you know how it goes. The dyslexia. Dyslexia. Yeah, you got dyslexia. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess that's the end of that story. What did you guys think? Uh, it sounded very scary. And how so? This is a hot oil. They dipped him in hot oil. Oh, she was it cooked in hot oil. Turned her into a French fry, and it made me want French fries. Turn her into a corn dog. Fuck, <gasps> no, I'm hungry. She's hungry. I'm hungry. All right, well, that was the end of Cinderella. Now we have... Oh, that was pretty much it for Fairy Tales of Foreboding. Everybody nice. clap, clap for James DeSalvo. Devo- De- clap, 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 clap your hands. All right, well, I guess that's good enough for that. All right, so the next book in our last two stories are... Hellish Horrors of History by Miss Mary Pennynickel. All right. This one is actually about... Do you actually... Do you guys know your American history? Yeah. Van Lay? Um, well, I know what they've told us, but I don't know how much of it I believe. Oh, you're right. You're right. Well, I think we all know some revisionist history, but I'm not trying to get too controversial. <laughs> Well, do you at least know who Betty Ross is? Yes. Do you both know? Great. I'm assuming you both do. All right. Well, this one's about Betty Ross and the American flag. <clears throat> Damn, someone's flushing the toilet. Give it a second. Flush. Give it a second. All right. Isn't it Betsy Ross? Oh, shit. I, re- I wrote it wrong. <laughs> Betsy Ross. You're right. It's Betsy Ross and the American flag. Is the title of the story. I thought it was, and I was like, I don't want to be rude, but I just Googled it and it's Betsy Ross. (laughs) No, thank you for correcting me. I would I would have I would have spread uh fake news to the to the audience out there. Thank you, audience, for listening, by the way. Hello, how are you doing? All right. Hello. Betsy the seamstress. The colonies fighting to free this great nation. A symbol was needed to rally attention. General Washington to rally attention. Oh, okay. General Washington, he, he who chopped down the tree, was working so hard to make our nation free. England's strong grasp clutched the throat of this land. Washington wanted a symbol, one that was grand. He knew of a seamstress, a young lady, Betsy Ross. Up for the task, she would bear up this cross. One day in, this, in June 76, she picked up a needle and gave this country a fix. She pondered on colors and of shapes and designs, stars put in a circle, laid on red and blue lines. She gathered her cloth of red, white, and blue, cutting and sewing a flag that was true. When she was finished, she laid the flag on the floor. Something wasn't quite right. The color was poor. Betsy Ross grew upset. There was no red cloth left. She felt sharp pains in her hand. The flag was not perfect. Betsy needed things to be set in the way that she saw them. It caused great regret. 
she picked up her scissors and tore the flag into rags, picking them up and putting them in clothes bags. She called to a servant to throw out this trash. As her anger grew larger, a dark plan did she hash. The flag needed red and it flowed in her veins. She cut open her finger and on the floor, she caused stains. She picked up a bucket. She cut and she cut. Blood came pouring out. Then she sewed her wounds shut. Betsy looked at her spoils. She felt very tired from her self-mutilation. She had almost expired. She took a small nap. She woke up alert. Her wounds were stitched well. She did not feel hurt. She took some white cloth to soak in her blood. As in it churned in the as it churned in the bucket, it became the texture of mud. She started to dream while she let the cloth dry. A nation worshipped her work, her great flag in the sky. America. <laughs> Betsy looked at the cloth. It was dark. It was the dark red of wine, but incomplete the flag was. There wasn't much time. Blue cloth aplenty, yet not enough red and white. She thought she she thought and she pondered how to make this be right. She picked up an axe and a knife and she sharpened her tools. She enticed three men and hacked each one of these fools. She placed several buckets under where their heads used to be. As blood filled their holders, it filtered with glee. The buckets finally filled. She grabbed up her white cloth, manically mi- mixing the blood to a, fo- to a froth. As Betsy waited for the red blood to, where the red red cloth to dry, she looked at her bolts and let out a cry. In all of her sewing, for her presentation, she had no white cloth left. She did not pay attention. She slipped further into madness. She welcomed it gladly. And she finished her flag, or she make she'd make others feel sadly. She stripped the corpses of their cloths and possessions or their clothes and possessions she took out her scissors to help end her obsession oh she peeled the flesh from their torsos she took all their all of their skin she had promised a symbol to washing to help washington win betsy laid out the flesh to dry in the sun when it was a pale white she knew it was done cut into strips alternating strips white and red she sewed a great flag from the remains of the dead the blue in a corner, the stars placed in, the stars placed on inverted. Madness made her do things. Her lust was perverted. Yeah. Thirteen stars was a symbol of goodness and light, but placed un- upside down, called on the evil of night. When Washington called, he was amazed at the wonderful work done in a bit done in a but a few days. He won the war against England, and our flag is still wave and our flag it still waves from the corpses dragged fleshly of the newly dug graves my little students it must be remembered that our great nation's flag is made of the dismembered the end i like that one you like yeah that one? it's uh, it's again like it's very very symbolic of uh what probably you know of the real history of america you think Betsy Ross cut up some the, some fools the shit that we're taught in school so I, I, don't, I don't know Betsy literally Ross but i think did. symbolic yeah yeah, I think symbolically, you know, there's a lot, a lot more things. I think that bitch did it. 
the blood of the innocent in uh, in our history. I think that bitch bitch did it. Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross did it. But I'm gonna call it right now. Uh, she wore the she wore the glove in the murder case. It was her. She did it. Okay. What did you guys think of the of like the flow of the story? Was it a lot more artsy, like? Because the last story was his second his second work, and Horrors of yeah. History was his third work. So do you think he's getting better at being um, like more vivid with his work? I liked that one more, but I don't know if it was because it was like quote unquote better. I just thought it was more interesting to hear. Oh, okay. And Van Lee, you know? any any other any last remarks about before I move on? No. Okay. So this okay. is our this is our <laughs> last. Huh? All right, guys. Stop, I want to die. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) This is our last story, and it's the, and it again has to do with the American Revolution. That's what it was called, right? Yeah, the American Revolution against England. All right. You guys obviously know who Paul Revere is, right? Yeah. The British are coming. The British are coming. Excellent. You guys know the story. They're coming. The British came everyone. Subscribe to the British's OnlyFans. Ooh. (laughs) They're only pickles. (laughs) They're only pickles. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this story is called The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Got it. I got it out. Guys, I got it out. We don't need no sleep. Cause sleep is for the week. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right. Oh, I miss being in seventh grade. <laughs> that was in seventh grade for you. It was a long time ago that that song came <laughs> out, bro. Jesus, I'm fucking old. Man, so. whatever happened to them? They started doing pop music, and I'm not fucking. I I, I fuck with that music. It sounds really. It sounds really good. But why don't you ask what happened to them if you fuck with them? Yeah, I just, I just, I just thought like, never mind. Anyways, okay. the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. <clears throat> Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of the great Paul Revere. At war with the British was our young land. It was decided by most we should not, we should take a stand. To raise the alarm was Paul Revere's assignment, to warn of redcoat arrival, to stop rebels' confinement. A plan was devised to keep Hancock from jail, John Adams as well. This plot must not fail. From the North Church to in Boston, at the top of the step, the steeple, lamps would be lit. Revere would warn the people. I am not saying this like as flowy as I thought I could. One lantern by land, two if they came by the sea. Revere waited at night. Nervous was he. The signal was given. The lanterns were two. He took off with the warning. Like the wind, his horse flew. He knocked on each door of each house in each village. The British are coming to arrest and to pillage. Towns both small and large, they heed of his warning. He was determined to ride long into the morning. He rode and he shouted on and on through the night until he came to a village and a terrible sight. The townspeople lay in the center town square. Their throats were ripped open. Paul could not do nothing but stare. The British had come and slaughtered the lot. It was all he could think of. Hell hath they wrought. He rode on with anger and fear filled his heart. The British with Ruth, the British were ruthless. This news he didn't, he should impart. To the next village he found, 
the same vile thing, what evil dark soldiers were sent by the king. He said a small prayer to bring their souls some soft peace. Then a hand grasped his leg. It would not release. Help us, said one. She was nearly dead. Who did this? asked Paul. He saw her eyes full of dread. They came from the skies to devour our blood. She gasped her last breath and died in the mud. Revered, revered filled with terror as he rode through the night. He must warn the others of the terrible plight. He came to the village, the citizens, the citizens alive. He called in the streets, hide yourselves, survive. People sprang from their people sprang from their homes. What should we fear? Go back inside, yelled Paul Revere. The sky filled with shrieking and flapping of wings swooped into the village, evil, dark things. The things turned to flesh. They were human in shape. British soldiers they were, and they each wore a cape. Revere was aghast. As they drank their fill, blood spilled on the ground. They dined on flesh kill, on fresh kill. Whoops. A, colon a colonial approached Paul. Yes, we're the undead. You've nothing to fear. My soldiers have fed. What are you creatures? From hell do you hate? Uh, from hell do you hail? We're from England, good sir. That's why we're so pale. Revere staggered back, afraid of the things. My, f my fine young patriot, we've been sent by the king. To end your uprising, we were sent to your shores. You people should worry. We have come in scores. As Revere ran into his mount, he heard the bloodsuckers yell, Let all of them know we shall all of we un we've unleashed all of hell. The flutter of leather, the sound made him sick. He continued his journey and he finished it quick. The sun finally rose, easing Paul's mind. He rode back to Boston, leaving the gore behind. Just remember. No matter what transpires, if you yell in my classroom, you will be killed by vampires. The end. Dude, yes. that's fun. Vampires. Vamp I, love right? me, I love me a vampire story where they don't fucking sparkle. Yeah, but uh, they're British, so they're British, so British. They, they drink their milk and cookies or the, the biscuits and cracker. <laughs> Tea and Damn, I want milk and cookies now, bro. Don't even... You mean uh, best uh, Jen and Ben and Jerry's ice cream, by the Jen way. And berries. <laughs> Jen and Barry's ice cream. Ben, ben and Barry's. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm so glad you guys enjoyed the last story. Vampires, right? Vampires was what saved the story. Yeah. Vampires that don't glitter. Oh, fucking love that shit. Right. Love like, it, give it, us the 30 it. days of night vampires where their teeth are just super large and they're just chewing through necks and just, oh, was, oh yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much the last of the stories. And I would like to thank again, Van Lay for coming onto the show once again and helping me out as she always does. I, I guys, we owe her so much credit to, to, to the, we owe so much of this, of the show to her for Give coming her on. million dollars. Yeah. And wait, Nicole, thank okay. you so much. Oh, sorry. Van Lay. No, I was literally about to say, wait, what about Nicole? I, was, <laughs> I wasn't here. <laughs> let, let me get to that. Let me get to that. Doesn't even go here. Yeah, she doesn't, she, who the fuck is Nicole? I don't even know who that. The fuck? Do you hear something? I didn't hear anything. It's Anyways. me. All right. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us again because you haven't been here in a long time. I cannot wait for do, to do more episodes with you if you're willing to. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, anybody, (laughs) anyways, thank you everybody for listening to the episode. If you liked our show, please follow us at our Instagram at Days and Disturbed Podcast. Our Twitter is the same thing, except it's Days and Disturbed One because it can't fit in the entire thing. We have our Twitch channel that all of us actually play on. And what do we usually play? Like Left 4 Dead, Dead by Daylight. Killing Floor. Killing, oh, yeah. I just got Killing Floor, so I'm, I'm excited to play that. It rocks. Van Lay is on there. And, uh, yeah, go follow our homie um, WF660. He's been uh, helping me out with Twitch and helping me figure everything out. Is there any last things I should say? Oh, if you have any messages for us, send us an email at daysanddisturbedpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Apple, Google, Spotify, I think those are the only three podcasts that we're, uh, podcast places that we're on. And you can always find us at silvertongueaudio.org. Is there any last things you ladies would like to say? Or whatever the fuck you consider yourselves? No, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go fuck myself. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for, for listening again. Um, I really don't have anything else to say. Blah, 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 blah. Yada, yada, yada. Um, all right. Uh, Nicole, send us out. Ah. Uh... <laughs> All right, Vanley, your turn. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Goodbye. Silver Tongue Audio.